Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. How's your day been? My day's been pretty good. How about yours? Been pretty good. Got hot outside and a little bit tired when I came in. But a little bit about excited about this episode tonight. I've been wanting to do this episode for quite a while. I just put it off. And it's late today when we're doing this. And the whole topic is called procrastination. Yep. And I'm a master at procrastination. It's got to be the natural enemy of a good practical prepper is procrastination. I would think so. And it's the natural enemy of so many of us in so many ways and so many places. I understand that it has a Latin origin, procrastinus, which means belonging to tomorrow. Why do today what you can put off to tomorrow? And procrastination does invade all of our lives. Now, some of us recognize it, know what to do about it, try to avoid it. Others have become black belt third-degree, fifth-degree, tenth-degree masters at procrastination. And I've fallen into that from time to time, but procrastination is actually putting things off intentionally or habitually. And sometimes you have trouble persuading yourself to do the things that you should do, would like to do, or have to do. And we all fit, or almost all of us fit into this category from time to time. Studies show that 95% of people at times procrastinate at some level. Now let's look at some of the causes. Yeah, like why procrastinate? Why do people do it? And I think the most common reason is because procrastination is a result of a lack of self-discipline. Absolutely. When you just can't seem to make yourself do the things that must be done, do the things that have to be done, even sometimes doing the things that you enjoy doing can sometimes get put off for the proverbial rainy day or uh, I just don't feel like doing this today. I just don't want to do this today. It'll My problem, my issue, my situation will be there tomorrow. Maybe I'll just feel like doing it tomorrow. And it's raining three counties over, so I don't think I'll go out and cut the grass today. <laughs> yeah, lack of self-discipline. Also a lack of priority. A lot of times folks have difficulty being able to prioritize certain things, and important things get left off the list, and lesser things get put at the head of the list. And procrastination can actually create more time-wasting than less. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Another thing is fear. Sometimes we have a fear of failure. We have a fear of failure. I know that sometimes even as a kid in school in younger years, I have procrastinated about book reports or studying for a test because it's something that I found unpleasant, so I just kept putting it off. Book report's not due to tomorrow. I'll start on it tonight. Mm, Fear of failure. Another fear is fear of success. You know, that's a newer term to a lot of people, and people are sometimes confused by that. Why would anyone be fearful of success? And I think it's because sometimes if the bar is set pretty high, whether by you or someone else, maybe at work or maybe in your family or among your siblings or in business, in, in yeah, in any kind of setting, uh, in school setting or whatever, once you have achieved something, sometimes I think about the Olympic athletes when you're at that level of achievement and accomplishment and training, that once you have achieved that, it's a pretty high bar. And it's an amazing amount of pressure 
that you put on yourself to always perform at that level, and that may be unrealistic, and that's where mm-hmm. a lot of people start procrastinating. And if we're successful in our endeavors, more may be expected of us. Sometimes we procrastinate because we feel that the task ahead of us is just insurmountable. We tell ourselves, we can't possibly achieve that, accomplish that, get that done, so why even try? Mm-hmm. One thing that we can do with that is, if it looks insurmountable, is to break it into a series of smaller tasks. I think that's a good idea. For example, if I know that I've got to clean my whole house, that's going to weigh me down. My whole entire house, if I would just devote a certain amount of time per day to one room, Mm -hmm. breaking it down by room or breaking it down by area of the room or whatever, it is a much more accomplishable goal. It was kind of like writing our books. It seemed like a monumental task to write a book. But when we broke it down into categories and we broke it down into chapters, it became an easily manageable thing for us. Yes, and we did not procrastinate. And not only did we write one book, we wrote two books. (laughs) And we've got more in the pipeline coming down the, the, uh, the trail here. Oh, I'm really excited about the one we keep uh, outlining as we travel. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that We've got a couple of novel book ideas that we're still bouncing around, so stay tuned, kids. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster, or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista, and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off, you find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Crystal Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it. Okay. Another thing is that we procrastinate sometimes because we don't believe the task is actually worth the trouble. Uh We can talk ourselves out of something. Well, or or we just deep down don't believe that it's really worth it. Uh It's not worth it. And if you have some task that's on your list to do, and you don't feel like it's worth it, take it off the list. Well, I mean, if that's realistic. You know, everybody's got to decide for themselves if it's really worth taking off. No, the I list. said if it's oh. if it's actually not worth the trouble. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening as yes. closely as I should have. If it's actually not worth the trouble, then just take, take, it, take off it off the, the list. list. Put your energies elsewhere mm-hmm. and prioritize your list. 
a lot of times we'll procrastinate because we put something else in its place. Instead of doing what we know we must do, we'll just kick that to the side and put something altogether different in its place and let our attentions go there. Yeah, we choose to do something else. Yeah, like, you know. Got to check that email. Got to check email. I got to see who's emailing me. I got to see email or social media. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to raise my hand with guilt because I'm one of those and I check social media. Got to keep up with what those friends might have posted. Right, exactly. Or, you know, we can't do this right now because we need to take a break. We need to make some coffee or we need to go to the water fountain or we need to get a drink. There's always some other task that just seems mm-hmm. to take precedence at that moment and then maybe we sit down to do it and we start doing what i call busy work we rearrange the papers on the desk and it all comes down to we're doing the more enjoyable less important task rather than the less pleasant more important task i've actually had to teach myself to do that very thing like on each work day i have a certain series of tasks that range from extremely easy to this is going to get complicated and i have found that if i will shuffle the order and i'll bring the complicated more involved things to the forefront first and go ahead bite the bullet jump in there with both feet get that done then it eases my pressure throughout the day because those easier things await me now and I can fly through those. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I call it eating that big green hairy frog. <laughs> yeah. You know, the first thing in the morning you eat a big green hairy frog. That's probably the worst thing going to happen all day long. Well, in other words, if you can get your big green hairy frog down, the rest of your day should, should it be It gets better, better as you get. All right, let's talk about how we overcome procrastination. And this fits into every area of our life, whether it's family, whether it's business, whether it's on the job, whether it's prepping, whether it's doing that housework or that yard work or other work that we need to be doing. How do we overcome that procrastination? Well, first, you may need to recognize that you are indeed procrastinating. And I think that doesn't deserve a lot of explanation. I think pretty pretty much people know if they're putting things off and it's become a bad habit and they realize that it has really become a part of their lifestyle. So you have to ask yourself a few questions. And one of those questions is, are you filling your day or the time that you're allotting with very low priority tasks? Are you leaving very important items on the to-do list for a long time? Are you starting a high-priority task, and then you shift over to something lower priority right in the middle? Or more are you, fun, something that's a little more pleasant. Well, it kind of reminds me of that little dog in the movie Up. You know, he's just talking along, and then all of a sudden he looks over and goes, Squirrel, because he just went away from his focus, mm-hmm. and he completely got distracted by something else and put his energies there. And procrastinators find that that's often the case. And then one of the last and most important questions are, are you just waiting on that high-priority task until you're in the right mood? Yeah, and you know, you just have to be a grown-up sometimes and realize that you're not always going to be in the right mood to get a lot of heavy, hard work done or very maybe unpleasant tasks, maybe unpleasant things that must be attended. It's not going to help you by just not paying attention to them and putting them off because... They don't go away. They don't go away. In fact, sometimes it can make the situation Mm -hmm. worse. Handle a small mole hill today and it doesn't become a mountain next week. So once you've recognized that you are a procrastinator, figure out why you're choosing that to be a procrastinator. 
And that just helps us to better overcome the procrastination if we understand why it is that we're procrastinating. Mm-hmm. Helps you to make better choices. For example, you're asking yourself, is the task boring or unpleasant? So go ahead and get the worst part done first, and then it'll get better as you go. That's where we were talking about eating that big green hairy frog. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Is it a lack of organization? I know there have been times that I've not had everything that I thought I needed to complete a project, and so I just put it off. Right. So that's where you have to go back to the proverbial drawing board and make a plan and really think it out and then just work the plan. It's Mm -hmm. that simple. Do you feel overwhelmed? Are you procrastinating because you feel overwhelmed with this task? And I think a lot of folks have gotten there, especially with this COVID year, suddenly out of nowhere, children are not in school, people are not in the workplace, they're not in the office, the churches were closed, the businesses were closed, the restaurants were closed, and suddenly everyone's lifestyle got a major upheaval. Hmm. And it it's not something we any of us asked for, it was done to us. And I think some people have become seriously overwhelmed. And I think that procrastination may be the manifestation of some of that. And if you can recognize that things are a little bit over your head, if you feel like you're drowning a little bit, maybe emotionally, or you feel like the the workload at home has become quadrupled because now you're trying to be an office and a teacher and a babysitter and, and all these things... Again, it's a it's a matter of organizing and prioritizing. And some things that you may think are very, very important may actually not be. And then other things that are that are important that you're that you don't think are. And when when you feel overwhelmed, you can go back to what you were talking about with cleaning the whole house at one time. Break it down into manageable subtasks. And I'll give a just a brief little game that I play with with this type of topic. There are times when I know that I've really got to motivate myself quick, fast, and in a hurry. And if I know that I've got a whole room in the house that has to be clean, I'll play this little game where I will set my timer for 15 minutes, just Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. And it doesn't matter what I do, so long as I am devoting that 15 minutes to the, the whatever it needs to be done in that room, the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedrooms, the dens, the living rooms, what have you. Uh, and then when that 15-minute bell goes off, I walk away, and maybe I go do another 15 minutes in another room. And when I've made a, almost a game out of it to see how much I can accomplish, I find that it's actually more fun. I get more work done because I'm not distracting myself, mm-hmm. and I have learned to prioritize. And that's by breaking it down into manageable subtasks. Absolutely. Now, here's one that we don't think about sometimes, but this occurs even in perfectionists, and that is doubting our abilities. See, sometimes we have concerns about doing something imperfectly, so we put it off or we put off doing anything with that task. Yeah, sometimes I think we think that others may expect perfection from us, and if they if we feel like we can't provide that we're not going to provide anything and so here's the little saying i want you all to remember that we strive for perfection not that we can achieve it but we know that along the way we'll hit excellence and i think if you'll realize that that's really a better goal perfection is never the goal we none of us can ever achieve perfection even if we've done something perfectly just go for excellence 
And do your best. Well, that that's what I was going to say here. Don't worry about doing the best that could possibly be done, but do your best. Do your best, absolutely. Adopt some anti-procrastination habits. Procrastination is a habit, and I'm going to say that it's a bad habit. Well, it is. And, you know, it takes anywhere from 21 days to two months to develop a new habit, whether it's good or bad. And most of us have had a lifetime of developing our procrastination habit. So we have to give ourselves a bit of a break. We can't achieve that goal overnight, but at least if you're working toward it and recognizing that if those feelings of procrastination are starting to come in, you can recognize them better and now. And forgive yourself for those past procrastinations. Absolutely. Also, make a commitment to your task because there's a difference between desire and commitment. Wanting to do something and not doing it isn't commitment at all. A commitment is I'm going to accomplish that and nothing's going to stand in my way. And once you make that commitment, you can use some time management techniques And these techniques will help you accomplish those things and help you accomplish more in even less time. Now, let me let me point out something that that I do. And especially when I was in business, I kept a legal pad next to my or on my desk to the right hand side of my keyboard. And that was my master list. And it starts with the date that I put a put an item on that list. Now, it doesn't matter when that item or that task needed to be done. It could be three or four months in the future, but I put it on that list to keep it from falling through the cracks. Okay. Now, I would either date the date, I would date the date I put it on the list, and so I'd have a date, and I might have six or eight items on there, and then another date and six or eight items there. But out to the right-hand side of that item, I would put either the date that it needed to go on to my to-do list or the date that it had to be completed. So I could put a date line, a deadline date or the date that it needed to go on to my to-do list. Now, I would take this master list and every afternoon before I would leave my office and the first thing every morning I would do when I got to my office is I would go back over this master list And I would pick out five or six items of the most important things from that list that I needed to do today. And then I would prioritize those five or six items and I would put those on my daily to-do list. So there's really no chance that you couldn't have prioritized because you have actually consciously made the effort to write them down, to stare them in the face, and to put them in an order. And then uh, the only thing that remains is to commence to doing it. Right. And then you just do it at the beginning of the day, the end of the day, and the next morning you come in and you go over it again, then you eat that big green frog first. So you do the worst thing first, and then your day gets better as you go. Right. And I learned that with my dad and I painting some. We, We painted some houses for time to time to have some fishing money. And what we did is we tackled the hardest part of the job, which for me is the highest point. You know, I don't like high places. So Mm -hmm. we would attack the hardest part of the job first, and then it got easier as we went through the job. Yeah, we keep keep emphasizing that because that is a 
technique that works. Mm-hmm. Now, here's something that I do, and and or I did, especially when I was in business, and I always carried a day timer is what I actually used. It's a day planner, and it let me schedule my time to where I could schedule appointments. And what I would do for a very important task is that I would make an appointment with myself for that task, and I would put it on my schedule. And I would blank out that appointment with myself just like I was making an appointment with someone else. Uh-huh. And I, when it came to that time, whatever I was doing, it was time to make that appointment to do that task. Another thing that you can do is minimize your distractions. Now, like when you're in your office, if you will clear your desk of other projects and just prioritize the project that you're working on, the papers, the the computer screen, the the emails, whatever it is that you have to do to get that task, that day's task done, clear your desk of all the other projects and just focus. Turn off your phone uh, unless you're using it as part of the project, which is maybe not. Just turn it off and put it away and don't let that be a distraction. If at all possible, if appropriate, close your office door and that'll stop folks from just dropping in as they're going past so that they realize that they can respect the fact that you are working and you're getting your work done. You'll find that you'll waste a lot less time that way. You'll Mm -hmm. get done. Yep. You've got things that are not distracting you. For heaven's sake, don't have a TV in the room at that point in time. You're always going to be looking up Mm. to see what was going on, news channels or whatever. And it's okay to have music, something like that. Something that helps you to focus on that task. And then this works for a lot of people, and that's to reward yourself for completed tasks. You know, that actually does work. Sometimes when you give yourself some sort of a reward, uh, you figure out what reward is going to work for you and just stick to that. And uh, Usually for me, it's when I get to this point, I can go get another cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mark is a major coffee consumer. We do and, love our coffee. And coffee is one of his happy, happy, joy, joy experiences each and every day. So if a cup of coffee is a reward, I mean, I can tell you he'd feel great about it. We have added a way for our listeners who would like to support the podcast to do so. We love our coffee. So you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep and buy us a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep. It feels good to finish something. Right. And, to complete, and yeah. if you break that major task down into subtask, when you finish this little bit, I can go get a cup of coffee or somebody can get a glass of tea or or you can check Facebook for three minutes, you know, something like that. Give yourself a reward. But here's one that a lot of folks are afraid to do, and that's be accountable to someone else. Right. This is if you really realize that you are a major procrastinator to the extent that it's interfering with your productivity at work, with your relationships at home or among your friends, your family, your community, your neighborhood, your church, your groups, your school. If you're if you've gotten to the point that folks are just really not relying and depending on you anymore, you really do have a problem. You really need to address procrastination. And it may be very helpful for you to go to a trusted person and say, listen, I need an accountability partner. Would you be my accountability partner for my procrastination 
problem that I'm working on. I had a mentor one time, and he was considerably older than I. And we met together once a week, and we had breakfast together every Wednesday morning. And each Wednesday, I brought my list of what I had done that week, and I brought my list of what I said I was going to do that week. And we compared the two. And before we left, I made another list of what I'm going to do this next week. And it really helped. Yes, because you don't want to turn to your accountability partner, whom you've given the authority over you to make you accountable and say, no, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I did that when we were in business. One of my daughters was in business with us, and she was in the office with me. And I made myself accountable to her as far as my time usage for the day for a while. Yeah, And did that work? It did work. Well, nice. So be accountable to somebody else. All right, here's another one that we all tend to fall down on from time to time. Tackle tasks as they come. But don't interrupt the current task. Right. If you've prioritized something, just address things as you're able. And that's where, you know, if, it, if, if the other task comes in by email, you're not going to interrupt it because you're not checking your email while you're working on this task. If you have your door closed, somebody's not dropping by saying, hey, would you do such and such? You know, they have to go to the trouble of knocking on the door. If they've knocked on the door to get into your office and ask for something, it's much easier to tell them, I'm in this task right now. Let me get back with you. And also, if you've got several things coming at you at once, go back to that master list that Mark was talking about, because maybe these things just need to be put on a master list where you can look at them and then compartmentalize them in order of importance or in order of difficulty so that you can address those things first. The whole point here is just don't put things off. Handle them as best you can as they come along. Because we find that that's a very, very important thing for any prepper, either a new prepper or a very advanced prepper. Preppers prep. They prepare. They think. They're intentional about the things that they are purchasing, storing, using, recycling, those types of things that have usefulness. And procrastination is a person who's not a prepper. If you've put things off, like that Aesop's fable about the ant and the grasshopper, Mm -hmm. remember that story? You know, the ant stored up food all summer long, and when the winter cold came, the ant was prepared. The grasshopper, on the other hand, enjoyed life and was was enjoying leisure time and enjoying the warm sun of the summer and the beautiful waters and the warm breezes, and then the cold weather came and the grasshopper had nothing. Mm-hmm. So, the, like we said in the beginning, procrastination is the natural enemy of a prepper. Now, here's a good example of what you're talking about prepping, and this is taking several of the points here. Don't wait until you could build the get-home bag that you would really like to have before you get started. Don't wait to build perfect. Exactly, yes. So go ahead and start with what you can do now. Mm-hmm. Some it, people have said, well, I, I can't prep because I can't afford it. Well, do what you can afford. Mm-hmm. If it's spending a dollar a week to start prepping, then do that. But at least it's not procrastinating. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else you want to add here? 
I feel so good that we have handled this subject now because we have been putting it off. And uh, it just feels good now to, to have addressed it and to let you all know that we have all done this. We, we hear you. We see you. We feel you. We understand what procrastination is. And we're trying to be very intentional in our own lives with our own priorities as well. So we're in there with you together, friends. We're all in the same boat together. And let's just put our best efforts forward because it's for our own benefit and our own good and the good of the ones that we're in charge of. Okay, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. And please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. Email at info at practicalprepping.info and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.